Welcome to A League of Ice and Fire. And now your hosts, Matt and Fraser. Welcome in, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of League of Ice and Fire. I am your host, Fraser, joined here, as always, with my host, Matt. How are you, Matt? Doing good. How are you, Fraser? Very good. Very good. Good to be back. It's been a long time. I think uh, probably a year. It has been this. about a year. Yeah, I was just looking at the at the the thing for this on the league website. Everyone should go to the league website. Uh, and it says the last time we podcasted, the title of it was "Yeah, we still do this." <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly when it was. Great title from January third, twenty twenty two. Wow, so it's been almost a year. Yeah. Oh, January third, actually. Yeah. I'm, I didn't expect. It's been that. this year. That's crazy. Yeah. What do? We, I don't even remember what we talked about. Well, it was an hour and thirty six minutes of it. <laughs> so we talked a lot. <laughs> so as always, we're we're gonna try and not be quite that verbose, but you, yeah. you never know. You never know. So we've been shooting the shit here for a little bit. Um, so I don't. We don't need to catch up on any other pleasantries and stuff. But the interesting, interesting year so far here. Feeling pretty good about your team. The mm-hmm. uh, the first place Dracaris something or others Dracaris. Dracaris Gadejoy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, I hate that guy. Well, you're not in first anymore. You were tied for first. Excuse me. You're okay. in second place. Yeah, yeah. Because your team hasn't scored any points. <laughs> um. <laughs> it has not been the best team. Uh, certainly the luckiest team in the league this year. Which is a refreshing change, right? I mean, if we listen back to every podcast from every year, one common theme will be my schedule luck and me bitching about it the whole time. So. It all evens out. <laughs> it all it's evens nice to out. finally have a good year. Um, but I was worried about my team a little bit until this past week. I think, you know, being able to pick apart, uh, Kyle's team, yeah, get the, uh, the Aaron Jones trade going and then mm-hmm. securing AJ Dillon. I almost feel like, uh, in Monopoly when you collect, you know, all the orange properties or whatever you got, like, when you get all three, start building hotels. Yeah, sure. I'm feeling no. that way now about the Green I think Bay it's offense. more like you got Mediterranean and Baltic, but, you know. Oh, fair good. enough. Yeah. I was thinking orange properties, you know. I didn't want to go for red. Well, the oranges are the best ones in the game. Well, so. like, just because they're efficient, you're saying? Like, they're a good value for oh, I expansion mean, to... Look, I'm trying at everything, including Monopoly. Um, there have been studies done. Because of the way the really? cards work and everything is that the oranges are, are the best. So that's interesting because yeah. my strategy has always been go for the oranges. Like oranges. To me, those have always seemed like the best. It's like single digit percent, but they are the best. Yeah. Hands down. That's cool that I actually picked out the right strategy there from you go. day one. Oranges, oranges are the best. I think reds were the second best, something like that. And then yellows and, probably, and then no. blues and purples. Uh, I can't remember. It might have been the... It might have been the light blues, I think, were next. Oh, interesting. It, it's all about the cards that warp you to different places on the board. That's what changes the the odds. Oh, because you're, yeah, cause you go to jail quite often, and exactly. then you're in murderer's row exactly. of, of purple and that's what, orange. That's what, the purples don't get hit out of jail very often. Oh, because they're low numbers? They're actually really low. Right. It's, it's, more the, like... it's the light blues and the oranges, I believe, and the reds that are yeah. most most affected by all the various cards in the game. And that's what that's what makes it work yeah so, yeah of course well, of course this is the shit that i know so. monopoly theory craft aside oh my god yeah. um back to my team um definitely not a great team but i think has great players and potential and is obviously getting the lucky way into the playoffs i mean cup so. and eckler this i mean that's that's a good foundation for any team and mm-hmm. you know, adding adding jones to it i think is gonna really do a lot of good things not the biggest quarter l patterson fan i think he's very boomer bust and I also have questions about 
you know, whether they're going to continue to see what they've got with, let me see if I can get the names right, Algier and Tyler uh, Algier. Huntley. Yeah. And Huntley. Um, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But it's a good depth piece. Could work out really well. Schedule's right. good down the stretch, so. Yeah. And that's oh, almost, I think you, you got a good chance. It's almost breaking news. It just happened like yeah, literally 10 just minutes happened, ago. Right? Or, uh, yeah, here, 25 minutes ago that trade went through, so. You also were the center of a trade this week. Were, was it just one believe. trade? Or it's just the one trade. Okay. I like. I can't believe I, the Amon Ra. Amon Ra uh, you know, it, <laughs> your brother was funny about it. Kyle was. He he was like, your your team needs a cleansing of, of bad <laughs> luck by the sun god. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> He, I was I was like, yeah, I do need a bad luck purge here, man. Like it's been two years of being most points again. It was rough, yeah. Um, and uh, and then all the injury luck last year. So yes, yes. I hope the sun god has a positive luck effect on my team as well as being yet another wide receiver one. I feel really good about my team. I mean, I'm a couple points away from being most points for in the league, um, and uh, obviously most points against. But uh, you right. know. The record sucks, but you you did. This is a good year to to have this sort of situation occur because we have that sixth place sixth place relief valve for if there's a team the most points for not currently in the playoffs for right. that sixth slot. There, I do that in my home league as well. It's a fantastic rule, um, although it really does need to be communicated a lot. We I had somebody quit on the league one year because he was like, "What." He was in the, mm-hmm. the sixth place, and he got booed, and he's like, I, I never... I'm like, bro, we talk about this all the time. But, right. I mean, I talk about it a lot. And here we are talking about um, it again. Yeah, I mean, not everybody listens to this podcast. Really, only True. Foster and Andrew listen to this So, be a good podcast. reminder for Foster. Good though. reminder for Foster, <laughs> uh, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the, the it, that's the only downside of it, is that every so often it catches somebody off guard, so I just tend to over-communicate it a lot. As to what's happening there these days, I thought it, you know, putting it in the league charter would be plenty. But yeah, no, I, I feel like I've got that a real good chance of hitting that sixth spot there, regardless of what my record is. I don't think, especially after all these trades here, I'm going to catch up with one of the top five slots. Um, you don't? Okay, I, was I, gonna I say, really don't. Like, I was going to say, with what your I, team did last week in this trade with Amon I mean, Ra, if that was to continue, you know, yeah. you know maybe there's a buy, but I'm not going to score 180 points every week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I was we you know we've averaged like a hundred and thirty some points in the two matchups we played like to combine the two teams we our really? teams have gone off in the two in the two uh, the two matchups we yeah because we play so, each other twice now yeah. we play each other rival first rival week yep no. holy crap well it's probably not gonna happen this rival week freaking I don't Gabe think there's Davis. any chance I don't know <laughs> it, you, you never know is that is it next week is the next rival week yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. I don't yeah, think yeah, that's gonna yeah. happen. No, like, not possible. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, no. Let's let's just recap some of those big trades there. Um, sure. Yeah. And talk through each one of them. I, I have to go back and see if I can remember all of them. I think we can go. Um, we talked about mine, and mine I think was the first one, right? Yeah, Aaron Jones for uh, Aaron Jones and an eighth on for you, and then a fourth rounder going back to Kyle. I mean, a pretty standard trade um, for a for a, you know borderline RB one. That, that value was established a while back as this is sort of the value of these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a good trade. It was a good trade for you. It's the right thing. And then you followed it up with that A.J. Dillon trade, which I thought was a smart move. Um, there was a little action there. I'm just sort of replaying through the transactions. There's a lot of action on Rondale Moore that I was surprised at. I, I mean, I like Rondale Moore. I think he's a really talented player, but I, 
think he's like a depth wide receiver in this league. I don't, but there were five bids on him and he went for 223. Oh, that's so I, that, that just tells me I might be wrong. Right. Um, I think he, he was over somewhat overpaid for him at 223, but if there's five bids on him, there's a uh, Brandon bid 179. Like yeah. surprising amount of interest. Yeah. Surprising amount of interest there. Um, I was shocked that Justin Fields, he had four bids right? and, um, and he went, you know, there a lot of people bid on him. I, I had thrown an extra bid in there just because I, I think there's some, <laughs> he's got some nice games across the next couple, couple weeks. The next three and, are, are, but really I mean, strong. I, I bid 27 on him. Right. I think I bid 39. <laughs> um, you bid 39. You would have yeah, beat yeah. me, but then Kyle and Derek both bid hundred, 170. I you mean, know, crazy. I actually went to Derek's team to try to trade for Justin Fields with him because I like the pickup. I'm like, oh shit. But I looked at Justin Fields and he has like a three game stretch. One is yeah. a buy, two really, hard matchups. Yeah. Really. Where I'm like, holy shit, he's going to be on the waiver wire in a few weeks, right? I also feel the same. Yeah. So yes. I'm not even going to go for him. Um, but, you know, we're saying it now. So Derek might actually keep him on his roster and write him through, Maybe. but he's got Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think he oh. just needs him next week. He needs him for one week, right? Yeah. And so he'll be back. Maybe. And then uh, I, we need to call this out. Calvin Ridley got picked up. I thought it was early. He was on my radar for a late waiver pickup. Yeah. Uh, and and I think we should all call this out as a piece of strategy for the future. It got picked up by Connor, and then he was flipped in that Derrick Henry trade. And Foster's word to me is that I was also bidding on Derrick Henry. Um, his word to me was Calvin Ridley was the deciding factor. So it was a smart move by Connor. Fuck you, Connor. Yeah. Um, wow. And uh, impressive. And yeah, it was a good move. Get, we need to really get to move. that trade still. Well, we'll get to it in a second. We yep. had uh, Kyler Murray went to uh, again from Kyle went to Sam. I was interested in Kyler Murray. I like his playoff schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, he went for a fifth rounder though. I know he 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 got a seventh back and everything, but my goodness, that was I was shocked he went for a fifth. No yeah. way I was going to outbid that. Um, also, a hundred fab dollars was involved there, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I First feel like it should, it should happen more. We should right. be trading fab more. Right, um, little equalizer. Just a, a a wild overpay, in my humble opinion, though. Um, and then uh, and then we saw CD Lamb went for a sixth rounder, uh, plus Jahan Dotson. I mean, I don't know how to feel about CD Lamb this year. I had him last year. And, like, I love his talent, but he has not been able to beat double coverage. He's seen a lot of the double coverage without Cooper. Mm-hmm. He's not been able to beat it. Um, yeah, of course, he's been playing without Prescott for most of the year, so maybe it'll be better with somebody that can throw him open. Huge risk on that acquisition, but only for a sixth. So I I, I like it for Derek. Like, I think it's, it's a good pickup there. A little yep. surprised there wasn't more action there. That mm-hmm. was... Uh, I had... For, Fraser came in late and tried to tried to sneak Amon Ra out from under there. That was when I that was when I snagged um, Amon Ra for Kirk in a fifth. Um, I have you know I don't I don't hate Christian Kirk. I thought he's been great across the first first part of the season here. I was sad to let him go, um, but uh, I also like I was thinking of him as maybe a keeper asset, and now mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, with everything that's gone down with the Panthers and Trevor Lawrence does not look good and everything, so I, I'm. I'm okay with that. I think it's a bit of a roster bomb, honestly. And Jaguars. Um, I'm, what did I say? You said Panthers. Oh my gosh, I'm still in hockey, man. Um, <laughs> Florida Panthers, yeah. Yeah, then we had Devontae Adams for a fourth um, to Elliot from Ryan. Um, fourth for a tenth. 
boy, there's something really super wrong in Raiderland. I, I think he's still going to have good weeks. I think it's a good pickup for Elliott. You know, pretty again, pretty standard, well-established trade value for these kinds of guys here. But I, I don't know, man. Like I, a riskier acquisition than I think if Devontae Adams is a risky acquisition. It was pretty wild. Yeah, I, things in Raiderland could get a lot worse. Really. Like, and they're pretty bad right now. They are bad, yeah. I don't, what, do you, what do you think? I was thinking they, they they must get better because of regression to the mean, and they've been so bad. But I guess it depends on how much you believe in Derek Carr. Like, I, I know there's a lot more factors than just him, but at last week we saw their offense like completely inept. I have Mac Hollins on my team. I have somewhat hopes for him, but he's looked really good. Could be the second target on their team, but he was the number one target last week. Nine targets or something like that, and he didn't do shit with it. Like... There's just not much to go around, even well, if you're getting it all. You note that, I mean, I have zero Raiders on my team. Deliberate choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, and we've, we've seen this for, you know, decade, decade and a half. Um, the, I can't remember the name of that style of offense. It's like, it's a hyphenated name. Um, but we've watched this, that the McDaniels offense that they run there is this extremely cerebral where they, they don't, the, the route is not called in the huddle. Mm. It's not called in, in any no-huddle situation. It's there's, there's a formation call, and then the wide receiver and the quarterback have to make the same read on what route should be run, hmm. for, and, then it, and then it comes together. And that's why Devontae Adams and Matt Well, Collins we've watched for years that there were you know, really good receivers that just completely crashed and burned in the McDaniels offense. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, it's just an extremely difficult offense. When it works, it really, really works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we watched guys with no talent <laughs> um, become very, very good receivers in that offense, for at least very good fantasy assets, um, because they're very productive when that offense really works. Um, you know, I had a lot of questions as to whether or not, it's certainly a long adjustment. Maybe this is, maybe I'll, I'll draft some more Raiders next year. But um, I'm not surprised is what mm-hmm. I'm getting to. I'm not surprised that there have been a ton of growing pains. And then, of course, McDaniels is a weirdo asshole that alienates his players, alienates everybody. And then that, you know, the the time bomb aspect of this, this could go really, really wrong. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm i hopeful they continue to implode because I hate the Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. Yeah. Um, always but fun it, to watch. Always fun to watch the Raiders explode. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I so all that to say I it could could go really well could go really bad I, I mean that's, there's a lot of names that's the kind of hard hitting right? analysis everybody's here on this yeah. uh, <laughs> on this podcast for I'm sure um, and then keeping on moving through it here so uh, that we Fraser you backed up your Jones trade with uh, acquiring Dylan for almost nothing for Tony who I, a, a nice start throw but I'm I'm surprised that Ryan was willing to sell Dylan for that little. Um, I think it's because he was probably ready to drop him. Like, if you look at... Maybe you'd hold on to him, but he's a fourth-round keep, I think, next year. He's not really much keeper potential, and he's not helping anyone's team, really. So, he's just a he's basically just a high-end handcuff right now. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that a high-end handcuff at this stage in the season has a lot more value than a dart throw. Yeah. There are going to be Tony's... I know Tony's in a good offense. I, I, I really actually believe in Tony's talent. I think he's right. a very talented guy. Um, but I mean, I, it's almost a next year acquisition, which is probably how Ryan's looking at it. So I don't know. 
that um, gif that uh, Sam sent was so perfect. Yeah, uh, really and I'll, I'll do it verbally now, but it's, uh, you know, <laughs> Kadarius Tony, Tony showing up to the uh, Kansas Chiefs locker room and it's uh, uh, Charlie from Charlie and the, Ch- or I'm sorry, uh, Willy Wonka from Charlie and Chocolate Factory doing his like fake limp into like a perfect role and into the applause. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty funny and it might be exactly what's happening, right? I mean, I, I kept Tony in another league. For like a twelfth rounder, um, just thought he had a good shot to be a wide receiver one and an underrated offense, and was pretty close. But like, there's all sorts of attitude problems, and those types of players, I don't expect to like. They change teams, and all of a sudden they're great. Like Robbie Anderson, sure, to just change teams, and all of a sudden he's great. Like, yeah. you got a big attitude problem. You're a diva. Like, you're probably not going to do very great. So, well, Tony's been an attitude problem since college, right? Like he was, yeah. he was, he's been an attitude. Like he, he dropped in the draft because of it. I mean, mm. there are all kinds of things there. Um, people considered him to be overdrafted because of the attitude problems. It was right. a part of his draft profile. Maybe yeah. that's the better way of putting it. So we'll uh, see. And we, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I dropped. Okay, I dropped Tony to pick up Wandale Robinson this last week in in another league. Would you have done it? I guess it, believer? it probably depends on what my team looks like. Like if I uh, want consider to it, shoot for the moon or not. But, Connor, Connor, uh, Connor will laugh because he's in that league with me as well. But it's hurting for wide receivers now, right? Uh, so then I dig Wandale, right? Yeah. Like Wandale okay. has been playing well and looks like he will continue to play well, okay. especially with Tony gone. Sure, sure. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, interesting to hear that. And then uh, of course the big one two so hours ago. Connor jumped in two hours ago. Um, I Foster said he had five bids. From across the league. Um, so thanks for that insider information there. Breaking news. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Fraser just put on uh, some glitter, some sequined glitter cat ears. I didn't know you were a furry, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> you should see good. my Halloween costume. Looking no, good, man. Know. Looking good. Uh, the That is a big pickup. I mean, Connor definitely paid. He's only getting a 14th back. Um, so he, he, dumped, he dumped hard. Um, for a and, fourth but, rounder. Flipping Calvin Ridley into that, yeah, that was, again, what uh, what Foster said was the deciding factor and why he didn't go with my offer or anybody else's offer. Um, this is a funny min-max situation, too. Of Like you said, fourth round, the, the highest pick you can trade for, for the lowest, the last round pick. Yeah. But honestly, there's not that big of a difference between a 12th and a 14th round pick, right? Like, you, when you're at that stage, you're looking at, like, defenses or sleepers or whatever. So, um, but still, I think... You were about to say it, but Calvin Ridley being the the factor there, right? Like that's yeah, smart it's, move by Connor. It's a very smart move. Yeah, because he was. He, I mean, it's not like he's been on his roster all year. You said he picked him up this week. It was just last week. Yeah, oh, so yeah, smart. I know. Annoyingly smart. Yeah, I hate you, Connor. Um, <laughs> the uh, the other. I mean, the other piece of it here would be you know, Foster. This is why your teams are bad. Like. Foster didn't go for a round of counters from anybody. I, you would have pulled a lot more out of Connor at the very least if you had gotten my counter, right? Um, and those kinds of things. You know, Foster. I know, I know, low effort and everything, buddy. But come on, you know, get another round of counters from people. Say, okay, this is currently the first place offer. Send in your send in your final offers. Like it would have been, it would have been like one message. Yeah. Would have been like one message spoken like um, a, a true butthurt. Jesus. Owner. <laughs> oh, I'm so butthurt. I'm so butthurt. <laughs> Because, you know, it would have been, you know, I, Connor, I really do love Connor. Connor and I go way back. And, uh, and, and, but I mean, I would have definitely worked hard to outbid Connor. Yeah. Like, just because. Right. Just because. And because Connor's got uh, a very strong team, even before the trade. Nah. 
I mean, according to Power Rangers. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, we, we will see there and everything. No, I, just, and then the last trade here was you grabbing Patterson. Yeah, um, which I, we talked about. I, we already mentioned it for some reason. I don't know. Oh, oh I, I, I talked about because he was on the trade block at the middle of it there. So let's move on to just kind of going through the power rankings in reverse order. That was that was what we had on the agenda. Sure. So we get to talk about everybody's team a little bit here. Yes. And do some trash talk. Why don't you announce the team because I'm not seeing the power rankings. Sure. Um, start looking. Yeah. Down. So again, um, the league website, which I've not kept up to date. I'm sorry. The automated shit is broken to pull in these power rankings, and so I got manually updated, and I'm just I'm I mean, works nuts. Um, I've been traveling a ton, and so I just have not done it. Um, the 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 bottom team in the power rankings is non-mover of chains, Kyle. This is the first time I've ever seen him have a bad team. Isn't it wild? It is wild. Um, like, I, I just, it is really, really wild. I He's handling it really well. Like, um, it is it is pretty cool that he's been able to snag all those picks for next year although of course it is far from a uh, from a lock that anything <laughs> anything happens when you, when you do that there but uh, yeah his team sucks there's just he's got a number of decent keeper potential people George Pickens I think is going to be a solid keeper there no, um, John I'm not Dawson. sure he has a top round guy that's a decent top round keeper on his roster currently so a little bit it's weird. It is really weird seeing Kyle have a bad team. The guy has just lived off of injury luck and schedule luck and God knows what else for so long, and it's all kind of coming back to hit him here. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't imagine he wins a game the rest of the way, unless yeah. he beats me just for saying that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he's got all these picks for next year. He's, it's looking formidable. I think it's two-fourths, two-fifths, and three-sixths, <laughs> which will be interesting, but at the same time, he has to make the right picks. Yeah, there's a lot of bombs, roster bombs in that range as well, not just I mean, the difference, elite guys. The difference, I mean, we all like to pretend a little bit, but in this league especially, the difference between a fourth-round pick and a sixth-round pick is not no, huge. Not huge, yeah. It is not huge. But, but what I've it done will, the math. What <laughs> it will allow him to do is go for like a fourth-round quarterback and sure. fifth-round tight end maybe right, if you, he wants. Those are the kinds of things you end. can pull off, yes. Right, exactly. But, but I think it is interesting, like you said, he doesn't have a good first or second round running back type guy who he can no. keep in the fifth to tenth range. No, he's going to be compensating for some weaker keepers this coming year. Although across yeah. the board, I would say like the keeper situation has, there are a lot, the, the way that the market in fantasy football has gotten savvier about rookies and things has right. led to less keepable assets. Right. Um, you don't get so, 14th round. Like I don't, uh, Calvin Canaris. Ridley came off the waiver wire and he's been like the only really truly waiver wireable waiver guy that I've I mean maybe I've missed a couple but that's the only one I've really noticed is being like oh that was a waiver pickup that might lead to being a keeper down the road right um it's been pretty interesting how much smarter the market has gotten I think that's a good point that's why it's like this now is mm-hmm. that people are getting smarter yeah um, for sure so yeah Kyle you know better luck next year thanks for Amon Ra um thanks for holding to our handshake even though Fraser tried to sneak in there at the end uh <laughs> <laughs> See, and you had all this knowledge of me sneaking around and Kyle's letting you in on this back trade room information. I think he was, I, he I, was, he gave me nothing. He was trying to be nice because we'd already shook on the deal. And he was like, I just want to announce it alongside the other deal so that people know I'm not showing favoritism, which I thought was great. And by the way, for people selling, it is a wise move just just for the fun factor in the league. And we all do play this for fun. Um, but, you know, if you've got relatively close offers, try and spread the love around a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean... 
that's I think that I've tried to do that when I've been a seller just to try and make for some more fun and competitiveness in the league. You could sell them all to one person, and it's that's that's not it's not fun. It's less to create yeah. some juggernaut. Like, and I'll say, um, I think if if someone did violate that and kind of traded all the guys to one team, it'd be really hard to make any sort of ruling or be like, no, you can't do that. So thank you everyone for not doing that so far, because um, yeah. I haven't I haven't had to step in or anything. And I think it's kind of, it's been this unspoken rule, but here we are talking about it. And I think that's a good thing, at least like kind of a courtesy slash just an ethical kind of thing for the league. Like don't trade all your guys to one team. If you're going to sell for next year, do it, you know, spread the love a little Spread bit. the love around. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a smart move. It's a smart move. So, you know, yeah. kudos to, kudos to, but I think Kyle was, was, you know, gently like, Hey, do you want to increase your offer? You know, you're going to, you're going to trust me to hold to the deal. I yeah. think that's why you mentioned it to me. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, Foster's it's a smart move. He sold one guy now. I'll see, it'll be interesting to see if he tries to sell any more before tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's, a, he's probably conscious of that as well. He is. He absolutely is. Since he's, he made the deal with that, Connor, the only person I messaged with Foster a lot. And yeah, he is very conscious of yeah. that. Speaking of, Foster is in the 11th place on the <laughs> on the the power rankings. Also, uh, you know, might not win a lot going forward. Uh, his team's not so bad. I mean, I think David Montgomery, James Robinson's hurt a little bit here. T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf are his top running backs and wide receivers. There's still a few good assets there. Uh, again, in kind of that twilight zone where it's like, would you really pay a draft pick? For some of these guys here, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he did it. He did a good thing. He did a smart thing by selling um, Henry, although he could have gotten a lot more for it. I believe that's probably the best asset that was out there. But his team is still relatively decent. I think that he could win some games down the stretch here. Right, and I'm, I'm looking at his team and just trying to see where what what's been killing him. Right, and I think Darren Waller's probably been killing him a oh, lot. Yeah. Just hard not to play him. He's got Tanya now. But, he, he, yep, Tanya. And, but, I, I mean, when you draft a guy like Darren Waller, you yeah. expect him to do a lot, especially with his draft capital. And I, I feel the same way. We'll get to my team in a little bit. But about my own tight end situation, it just it kills you when you go early on tight end and they don't pan out. That then, That is, that is yeah. I have I have experienced you. that as well. Like, I remember that year I drafted Gronk early, I believe. And he was that was the year that he just yeah. crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a killer for your team. That's right. the risk of going early tight end, right? So, and yeah. Cortland Sutton, I think, has been tough for him too. Just the last the last five weeks or so. <sighs> yeah, I own him in another league, and my God, it's just it's maddening. Right. Like, I, I the whole Denver offensive situation. I want nothing to do with it. It's, I mean, we can talk about it now. I it's so hard to be a Broncos fan. I just what a what a shit show. I mean, there's just no other word for it, right? I mean, it's just absolutely a pure shit show. I yeah. like I don't know what else to say. Yeah. <clears throat> Is it do you think it's coach or do you think it's Wilson? Hmm. It's probably a combination of the two. I mean, it's hard hitting analysis. Is a is a bad answer, but you know, <laughs> we have a first first year head coach. He's obviously shown a lot of ineptitude with like calling the plays, especially down the stretch, and like managing time, right? Which even veteran coaches have issues with those those same issues all the time but then russell there's like obvious things you can point to where he's not performing well and you can probably look at the tape from last year and see all the same stuff so it's like we should have known what we were buying even myself i remember when the trade happened i i like asked you and and brian and other broncos fans like oh are you guys excited like just want to make sure i'm okay to feel excited kind of thing because i just had this this bad feeling of like 
God, we're overpaying for a washed up guy who thinks he's worth a lot, right? And then all the stuff that comes out after we get him of, which was probably already out, but it was the first time I was hearing it, of all these special rules for him in Seattle and special treatment kind of stuff where he's not treated like a regular player. He's treated more like the, you know, this next tier player, like a part owner of the team kind of thing. And, and guys like that, just, they're not, they're not like, they're not champions leading other champions to victory. Right. They're those kind of guys like Tom Brady are the guys who are taking pay cuts because they have a big long-term no pay cut for Russell Wilson. Right, no, here. no, he's he's gonna take all of our money and ruin our team while he does it. So like, you already see us. We're unloading our best assets I for just, draft picks. I think he really means well. Like, I I mean, he's he and his circle. I, it's hard for me to divorce them from each other. They're not gonna short themselves. Um, I agree with you that it is a bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think you know I I would have been firmly on the Wilson side you know, probably about a month ago, but I've, I've really dug into it. There's some, some awesome, uh, channels out there that, uh, that do some, some in-depth analysis on this. They're like quarterback coaches that do. And, and so I've been really digging in on it and everything. I think Hackett has a pretty decent offensive concept. Um, the Broncos offense does not lack for talent. Like it's, I mean, it hurts to have Javante Williams gone, hurts to have Tim, Tim Patrick gone, but they still don't lack for talent. They're open people. But he's running an offense that's more suited to Derek Carr or, you know, Peyton Manning or like a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. He's not. This isn't the Shanahan offense. This isn't. You know, Russell Wilson is great on the run. He's um, good at rollouts, that kind of thing, um, and he's really, really good in deep ball accuracy. He's not an across the middle guy. He's not a timing passer. Um, you know that I. Some of that blame goes to our our general manager for for maybe getting that guy, but I, I I think I land pretty firmly on the Hackett's the problem side because this offense is not a Russell Wilson offense. Hmm. If you go look at, at Russell, this is crazy. His passing efficiency stats and everything, he's top twelve in the league. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Adjusted net yards per attempt, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I. It doesn't feel like it when you're watching the games, right? Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I do think Wilson is a problem. But the whole point here was to try and get Wilson, someone who tailored an offense to Wilson, and that's not happening. And so that's why I think Nathaniel Hackett will be a one-year head coach. Yeah, the combination of the two certainly isn't working. It's no not matter working. whose fault it is. Well, and we're stuck with Wilson, so right. So by Nathaniel. <laughs> well, and, and I do know, because I, I have been turning, I'll admit, I have been turning a lot of these games off. I have not been watching as many Broncos games as I used to. But the ones I have watched, I'll see Russell make a play or two, like a throw or two, that I haven't seen other quarterbacks make the last six years even. Like It's been since like 2014 Peyton Manning, not even 2015 Manning. they got to get him and, out of the pocket more. Right. Like He's been really effective outside the pocket. Yeah. And we have an offense that just has him in the pocket every passing down. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Right. It's probably not good for the linemen and just the health of everything too, right? Like yeah. when you kick them out, now their job's done and they're, they're not a safety hazard anymore. It's bizarre. It's so weird. <sighs> anyway, yeah. so yeah, that there, there's Foster's team. So on to Ryan, <laughs> the last of our of our seller teams here. Ryan, it's been a rough year. I thought, um, you know, I, I really thought that, um, what's his butt? Naji, yeah, Naji, who wants to wish you a Merry Christmas. I thought he would. Uh, I thought he'd be better. 
I thought he'd be better this year. I thought that was a pretty solid keep. Um, I thought that Pickett would continue to target him. I'm starting to wonder if Najee's bad. Like, have you watched many you Pittsburgh don't... games? Well, so the, I did at the beginning of the year, and he looked amazing. Like, he was running hard, and I was all worried about his foot injury, you know? Cause, yeah, yeah, me too. And uh, so I wasn't interested in him. But then after week two, I was interested. I was like, maybe I should trade for him because he is just running strong. I have not seen him the last few weeks, but are you saying you've been watching him and he's been running pretty bad? He's running dumb. Mm. Like, he just doesn't... He, it, maybe he's just angry at the situation. It's hard to say, but he did not seem... He was, he was There was a down and distance issue the other where he thought he had, like, got a first down and he had gotten two yards on, like, Second down or something like I, I like. Maybe he's making like business decisions when he's deciding awesome. which way to cut. It's not like where's the hole. It's like where's the least probability of injury. Yeah. Right. Well, and that Steelers O line continues to just be hideous. Which I like, is strange. It's so weird. Like our whole lives, they've been pretty good. Yeah, it's, like. it's been a rough year for for Ryan. His team is just it's just no good. It's just no good. I, a lot of the bets did not pay off. Darnell Mooney, what a killer. Um, James Conner, what a killer. Brandon Cooks has been a killer. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has been as reliable a mid-round draft pick as you could hope for. And he Historically, is just, yeah. For whatever reason. Um, Probably <laughs> also not could, happy. Yeah, yeah, also not happy about it. He's been bad. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz going down and, and having to play tight end roulette has been a rough, a rough call there. So, anyways... You know, better luck next year. Sometimes fantasy is just harsh like that where your your bets don't pay out. I don't think there was any, anything wrong with the team construction here. What's interesting... There's been a lot of bad injury luck right. for, for Ryan. What's interesting, too, is he has the same record. He's 3-5. and five, uh, Has the same record as both you and um, uh, Derek, who we'll get to your teams in a sec. But he's obviously made the call that he's realized from the probably the behind-the-scenes numbers... Uh, from our website of just like, hey, my team's not very good. It's not going anywhere. I'm not going to win. It's the trade deadline. I'm going to unload my assets. So well, I think he made an awareness decision that I'm a little surprised, and we'll get to these guys in the power rankings shortly, but I'm a little surprised some of the people that are have scored less than him. But you know, there's really good records in the top five teams. It's going to be really difficult to displace those guys by record for, for all these teams that are three and five, four and four, two and six, especially after right. all the seller buyer stuff that's happened. Um, and so then that sixth spot, yeah. I mean, I have, you know, Ryan's got a pretty good team so far. He's, he's scored 600 or 796 points and he's competing against me. I scored 942. Wow. So I have a 150 point lead on him. He made a very sharp business decision here right. to be like 150 point lead. It's not insurmountable. Like I'm not saying I'm a lock for the six or anything, but he was like, that is unlikely. That is really unlikely. And I'm wondering as people look at, this race for the six, if they're maybe subconsciously thinking that it's more record than it is on uh, not thinking about the points for aspect of it. I almost and want so, to privately message every person in the league now and remind them. I would just put it, what I do is I just make messages frequently in league chat. About yeah, I'm just going to do it again after yeah. this podcast. Yeah, I think that's smart. So then number nine, and this is wild to me. This is the, the real surprise. So rest of season, Fantasy Pros Power Rankings. Brandon's team, Fresh Prince of Hilaire, has a 60 rating on on that. He is he is actually if there's someone that's gonna fall out of the top five records, my oh, money's man. on Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um his his team has, I would say, outperformed a little bit. Is that a is that a fair thing to say? Yep. He's in fifth by record right now, but he's in ninth by power ranking. Um, you know, he's he's cobbled together something that's kind of amazing. 
Um, he's got Tyler Algier and Michael Carter as his starting running backs this week. Uh, of course, um, you know some people are on some people are on by you know Ezekiel Elliott, but that's not exactly a huge upgrade. And, and Chubb. And he lost Brees Hall for the year, of course. Like, I mean, there's... So he's, he's actually had a lot of good running backs. He's got Brees Hall, who's now out. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, and then right. the two Chubb, Chubb's on by. Um, so it, it, he's his team is a little bit better than this here. But he is... You know, he's got Zay Jones in a in a flex spot this week. Right, he just um, picked him up. Good pick right. up. I, I mean, in, week nine has been brutal on all of us. I mean, six mm-hmm. teams on by. What is the NFL thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah but, I should spread it out a little more. Yeah, he's been living right. Um, well, and know, I think I, Devonta Smith has been good for him, but had a bad week this week. And then, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Amari Cooper's been really good for him. But then Deontay Johnson. I felt like he was the biggest trap pick of the year. Wide receiver. Like, the most obvious one, where it's like... He he's been is, a trap. Yeah, he is a absolute target monster, volume monster, and he's going from you know some situation we know to rookie quarterbacks and things like Mitch Trubisky and things like that. So um, that's been tough for him. And I agree. He's been overperforming. Yeah. He's overperformed a little bit here, but again, with the kind of lead that he has in terms of record, it might still work out for him. Um, And he, there are some good pieces here. Again, Chubb, Amari Cooper, that I think low key, one of the best top four or five round picks, one of the best values. He's probably this year's, Cooper Cup from last year, essentially, where it's yeah, like he has maybe. a new quarterback and he's the wide receiver. No one, one. believed he's doing in him. Way better than people thought he was. I, Third round, fourth round kind of pick. A really sharp pickup by yeah. by uh, Brandon there. But again, I you know I just kind of weak at running back there again due to injuries, probably in large part there. But I mean, pretty rough. I mean, here's his four wide receivers right now: Valdez Scantling, Devonta Smith, who I also own, you know, R.I.P. Um, Zay Jones and Robert Woods are his. <sighs> Are his four wide receivers. That's rough. And I, I know he's going to get De- Deontay Johnson and Mari Cooper out again. But, I, gosh, I mean, those are... I would imagine that's got to be close to the weakest set of wide receivers in the league. Yeah. So, yeah. I... It's a little surprising he didn't try surprising. to shore that up this week or start unloading assets. I like think he was bidding. I, I oh, think, yeah? Okay. I, I think I, I heard, you know, again, sort of a reporter on the league here. I heard rumors. He was out there. Okay, good. Trying to do stuff. He scored almost 900 points. Scored a lot more than your team has. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Love, love. Are you are you um, a little bitter about how good my record is for how poor I'm my so team bitter is about being most points against guy. I'm so bitter. I'm not bitter at you. I'm bitter at everyone. Yeah. Like I'm so sick of this shit. Um. It is. It is. It is such a pain in the ass to be. <laughs> to be most points against guy. You're just like, well, come on. Like yeah. you know, all those weeks that you're uh, and I've made all these tools that let you look at it. And go like, yeah. Well, if I had played anybody but the top scorer this week, I I would have been okay. <laughs> like right. you know, that's happened. That's happened this year. Right, the second best record, and I still lost. Um, yeah, and I and I agree with you, but I'm not going to apologize for finally no, being on the right no, side of it. Never. Yeah, never. it's great. Yeah, I love absolutely it. not. This is what Kyle feels like all the time. Yeah, his playoff odds. So I'm going to start talking about playoff odds here. Don't let me forget. Um, you know, okay. Brandon's playoff odds uh, as listed by now. Remember. They don't know about the most points for situation, but his playoff odds are listed at seventy two percent right now. Seventy two percent for Brandon. I think that's about fair. Um, yeah, really high. Yeah. Okie dokie. So next up on the list is, um, oh wow, I actually have these numbers here. 
So here you go, we can look, I'm, I'm showing Fraser right now. Um, if I select, if I pretend to be this person, I can show the strength here. Um, look, like, Brandon is in the red on strength of QB, RB, wide receiver, flex, and tight end relative to the rest of the league. That's wow. pretty wild. Yeah. That's he's, pretty wild. The only place he's green is, uh, which means he's got a better uh, is, is, position is, is than defense. everyone else. His defense. His defense. So that we can list these, actually. Um, according to Fantasy Pros, uh, he is 12th in wide receiver. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I nailed it. Um, 10th in tight end, 10th in running back, 8th in flex, 8th in QB. Woof. Uh, this is a nice tool right here. Isn't it a cool tool? Yeah, this is great. I don't know that I always believe it, but right. like, it's still it's a fun analysis. They got one data point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's receivers are yeah. definitely 12th. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, Brandon. Yeah, um, sorry, Brandon. Who yeah. is next, though? Is it Ward? Hang on, I gotta. I clicked the wrong button. I gotta go back to the Power Rankings page. Um, it is Ward is next with a seventy, um, so a full ten percent better than uh, Brandon there. Uh, Ward's team is interesting. Um, I I don't know quite what to think of it. It's Kenneth Walker. What a great pickup, um, right? Yep. And you know DeAndre Hopkins is now in there. That's looking pretty good. Chris Godwin's been way more solid than you might have expected um but as is pretty standard for award team a lot of strange choices um have led to a lack of bench depth mm -hmm. um so but he did grab jeff wilson that's a that's a pretty smart move there um agreed but i mean his flex situation is not great alec pearson chase claypool I don't, and I mean, I don't. That's not going to change. He's not in a bye week situation here. Those are those are his flexes. Keenan Allen is uh, on his IR, so you know he'll have one good wide receiver coming back know, in. But I don't know if Keenan Allen's going to play again this year. Really, dude? Have you heard the news? Oh, no, I know they no. keep they keep saying like maybe he's going to come back, and then it like Keenan Allen says things like, "Oh, I'm dead." Like, <laughs> like. Well, you can't believe a word Keenan Allen says about his status, as we true. know. Yeah, we know this. So yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he could be back this week. He could be back never. I so yeah, it would be a major help towards team. I think um, also he's got Dalvin Cook backed up with Madison, so he's got like security there, but it's yeah. not really playing for upside. Dalvin Cook's been low key, really good. The have last him weeks, have yeah. him in other leagues and <laughs> been very happy. Good. Like I and we were talking about this. Uh, we didn't actually end up podcasting when we met. Uh, we ended up just drinking beers and not podcasting. Sorry, league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, but uh, we met down in Denver, and uh, I called it. I said, Dal if I didn't take McCaffrey, I would Dalvin Cook would be my next pick at That's the number true. two slot. Well, but and but you were wrong because we were talking about which one of him, Derrick Henry, and Austin Eckler. I'm That's pretty right. sure. Derek uh, Henry no, and Eckler would have. You were and you you chose Eckler, and you yeah. would have been right. Yeah, you would have been right. Eckler's there number sure. one. But I, I'm I'm still so taking man. a dub on Dalvin Cook's been way better than everybody expected. That's true for um, sure. So really, yeah. couldn't have gone wrong with those three guys. All three of them. Pretty good. Derek All three Henry. better than again. Derrick Henry's been way better than expected every yeah. every freaking year. It's been a lot of snow in Vermont this year. I don't understand. Do you know what I'm referring to? No. Okay. Someone has figured out there's a court, you know, correlation or causation, but they're they're but claiming causation of whenever there's snow on the ground in Vermont on Sunday. If there's any oh. snow, Derrick Henry goes off, and that so far is, it's like 100 percent correct. That is hilarious. Yeah. So I, Ward is four and four. Um, so the, the playoff odds as listed by, well, I'll come back to that because it'll take me a few seconds to load that up. Um, but I think Ward's got an uphill battle. They're listing it at 43%, but I bet that's mostly a chance oriented towards the sixth spot. 
that that my that my playbook doesn't know about and i don't know man i don't know i honestly can't... i show i i have another tool here that shows playoff odds that shows him as he has an eight percent chance at the sixth slot uh and then a combined i'm gonna say 2.5 so six percent chance at one of the top five slots um he has not been a big low. scorer he has not been a big scorer so i don't think there's a great chance for ward to hit that sixth spot with the most points for option um so you know it could happen i'm and you know kenneth walker you know lots of lots of interesting assets and everything but i think ward's probably gonna miss the playoffs that's right. that's my pick and i honestly i feel for him because he probably feels a little left out of this whole week of trading he wasn't trading for your assets um and he's also not trading away his assets so he's in this weird in between state where he's not getting any good you know draft stock for next year but he's like you said less than 10% chance to make the playoffs in both ways he can. So yeah, definitely probably, he's probably feeling like this league's pretty shitty, <laughs> but whatever. You know, he could have been out there happy. buying. He could have been out there yeah, selling, but I think I actually, if I had been him, I would do neither either. You could get lucky and make the playoffs. Right. And I don't think he had a, like monster assets that would have pulled in a ton. I mean, Dalvin cook for sure, but I, yeah, I guess Deandre Hopkins too. Yeah. He could have, he could have sold and landed a bunch, but he's never been that guy. He right. wants to win now. Also, um, Hopkins could be a keeper next year. I think he's post-fifth round draft really? this year, right? Like Because he was injured. Or, I'm sorry, not injured. He's suspended for so much of the season that he, you know, it, I was thinking Kenneth Walker he could unload too, but that's a really good keep for next year probably. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Never know. Another one of those years for Baca. Yeah, another one of those years of uh, the, you know, that 7 through 10 purgatory, right? The mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. and so at number 7, uh, our, our, you know, one of the top teams by record, another of them, the Thick Piece McTuggers at 78. And this is a number calculated post-Derrick Henry acquisition. Really? It is. That's shocking. I thought he was going to be top 3. Remember, these are calculated based on total rest of season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I Connor is making a really interesting bet here. That his team's going to be able to squeeze into the playoffs um, with Chase down, with Mike Williams down, with all the injuries that his team has had, and and frankly, some of the, you know, I think it's it's fair to say some of the things that have not worked out very well, like Antonio Gibson or Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, there's, you know, like here here's Connor's starting lineup right now. So he's got Mahomes, great. Um, Leonard Fournette, mm, you know, probably a little underperforming. You're not super thrilled. Antonio Gibson, yeah. McLaurin, yeah. yeah. Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Zach Worse Ertz is a those. flex. Zach Ertz is a flex. Mm, and okay. then Gus Edwards is his second flex here. Now, again, Derrick yes. Henry's on his bench right now. He'll probably slot him in. And Chase Mike Williams, hurt. Chase is hurt. Elijah Mitchell's been a disaster. Hunter Renfro's been a disaster. Chase Edmonds been a disaster. So just... Lots of busts in right. his picks there. Multiple disasters. Just a lot of disasters. Will he be able to squeeze into the playoffs? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. You know, Brandon and Connor are definitely at the most risk of slipping out of the playoffs here. If he makes it to the playoffs, and if Chase comes back, and if Williams comes back and they're good, look out. I mean, this team right. this team has some, some absolute upside. Because it's got the Mahomes-Kelsey stack. I, I left that out. Right, right. That, which is fantastic. There it's, is, a, it's like a sleeping giant, this team. If it makes the playoffs, yeah. I don't want to play Connor in the first round. So that, of course, means I'm going to. Right. Um, I'm going to send him some offers today. See if I can get him to trade ways. What? Trade on my future. 
okay. It's like, we're scared of him, then let's buy his assets. He's probably drunk somewhere in the mountains. I don't know. Like, you know, who knows what Connor's up to. So <laughs> Try to get he, Chase off his hands or something. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. Um, the, he's, he's pretty committed to Jamar and Chase. So, yeah, interesting stuff for, for Connor there. He is listed as having a pretty high playoff percentage. Yeah. Um, if we, Very surprised, we, though, it says here I'm 40, number seven. 43% for... Oh, nope, that's me. Um, it should be higher than that. Yeah, it should be higher than that. 84% okay. for him. There yeah. we go. So, we'll see. We will, we will absolutely see here. Derrick Henry doesn't hurt anything, but it's a pretty big bet on a roster that could miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It is, it is going to lose some games here, I think. Um, or he just get really lucky like he always does. Who knows? So that was number seven. That was number seven. So number six. Number six is you. My team. Okay. With a power ranking score of eighty-one, um, post Patterson and all the other acquisitions that you've done. And so Patterson um, didn't move that needle at all. Not a bit. <laughs> Which I disagree with, but fair enough. I mean. It's just an automated tool. It right. doesn't really know. It doesn't know how to start the lineup necessarily. It doesn't. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's listing. Let's. I'm going to your to your playoff chances here. If I can find you in the list, I feel um, like ninety two percent playoff odds. You know, really? with a six and two record. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be okay. hard to knock you out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I've I've definitely gotten lucky with my schedule, like we've talked about. Um, made some really good picks though, uh, with especially a wide receiver, but. Like you said in the draft with the when I went Kyle Pitts third round, you're like, oh, I do not go tight end early. And normally I don't. And I felt so. One thing I'm trying to change this year is embrace upside and yeah, chaos. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought Kyle Pitts would be part of that, right? Like, okay, here's a guy who runs wide receiver routes 80 plus percent of the time, but they've been running the ball like crazy. There's no target share. And I think that, you know, this past week he got 16 points, finally scored, and. He's he was on my bench, of course, of and it course. wouldn't. He's on everybody's bench. <laughs> he, it wouldn't matter if you would have been in. Like you, I played you last week, and you your team just went off, right? So like it wasn't going to move the needle. But uh, before last week, I th- had the thought that Kyle Pitts is probably the biggest bust of the year. Now maybe that's just because he's on my team on two different leagues, two out of three leagues. So yeah. I'm really feeling that pain. But he's if you drafted him, you put tons of capital into him. He's playing the tight end position, which is always always really hard. It would be hard for me to pick a bigger bust than Jonathan Taylor. Oh, good point. Good point. He's been really Just in terms of capital, and he's been a little dinged up, but it's mostly just bad. Yeah, right. And and they're in the same boat as far as you can't really drop them. You want to start them every week, and you can't really trade them either because after you've seen the usage and how much plays the offense is running, yada, yada, no one really wants them. So... He's been really rough. I do have some high hopes for him moving forward. Uh, I'm going to pick up another tight end, and I think you know can kind of stream two of them through playoffs. But uh, yeah, that has really hurt my team for sure. Uh, but I like the team. Um, you know, Aaron, Aaron Jones and Eckler. Dang, I mean, those are good running backs. I would imagine that Sleeper thinks very highly of that pairing there. Yeah, wide receivers maybe not so good. Cups fantastic, but kind of a, a motley crew there for the. For the rest of them, I think Duvernay is oh. underrated. Though I think he's going to be very well. Yeah, good Bateman down year. and Andrews yeah. down. No, I think Duvernay at least is a short term play. He's going to be great. Yeah. Um, well, short term being like through week seventeen. Uh, 
That is not what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Well, Bateman's <laughs> out the rest of the season. Andrews is going to be in and out of being banged up. And even if he's in, Duvernay's still their number one wide receiver. And they have a super good playoff schedule. Yeah. Well. So, I guess we just disagree. Like I guess you, so. Most people, would, like especially you, you would not have been able to trade me for Duvernay. I, there's no way you would be able to buy him from me. I I value him way higher than you. Really? Right, because okay. you would have offered me doo-doo based on your reaction. I don't think here. I'd be offering anything for him. Exactly. <laughs> and I would not have accepted that. I'm clearly much higher on him than you are. Yeah, which is fine. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's normal. I'm, I'm pulling up where is DuVernay listed on just sort of the the expert consensus for like rest, for of, rest season. of season. That's a good question. Um, where would you think he is? I think the experts are low on him, too, because I heard some experts talking the other day, and they didn't even mention him. They mentioned, like, Demarcus Robinson and some other guy. I'm like, uh, DuVernay's ahead of both those guys, you idiot. But um, I would guess he's probably, I don't know, wide receiver 40 or something like that. Wide which, receiver 40. Which is a bad ranking, but for in my opinion. I would put him... Lower. Lower? See, he's and I would... 53. <laughs> I think that's wrong. That is low. Yeah. But I, I think he's more of a boomer bust wide receiver 3. Yeah. That's where I would have him. I think, you know, maybe 30. Somewhere in there. Would you rather have him or Rondale Moore? Duvernay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have Juju. I got him for zero dollars. I'd rather have Juju or Curtis Samuel than Duvernay, though. See, and I wouldn't. I'd rather have Duvernay than both those. No one's really been paying attention to how good Juju's been. I guess. Has he been good the last two He's weeks been or really something? really good. Well, well he, he wasn't even good when he was bad, that. he was still scoring seven, eight points. Like, he okay. never killed you. And then he's had some real upside. He's 25th in the expert consensus ratings. Oh, man. The last two weeks he's played because he he's coming off a bye. If anybody he's, can... He's averaging 20 points. Exactly. Like, he's he's been pretty good. Okay. I've been, oh. I've been sleeping on Juju. Everybody's been sleeping on Juju. The, the quietest wide receiver, too, out there. Um. Anyways, I, I like your team. I like your chances of making the playoffs. I could be strong on you and I play each other in the first round. So, yeah. we'll see. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> scary we'll thought. <laughs> scary thought. So play each other for a third time. And you you announced my playoff odds. They were ninety something percent, right? Yeah, yeah. So next next is the fifth. His fifth. So it's team. Sam at uh, with a power ranking of eighty three. And this is crazy to me uh, that he was a buyer. Um, this really right. surprised me that you know he believes in his team. Sam, this think. is where this is the part where you turn off the podcast. If you're yeah, listening. I don't I'm know sorry, if you're gonna Matt, like go, this analysis ahead, there, Matt. buddy. So you know, grabbing Kyler. Um, you know, there, there is a number of, of things there that I'm a little surprised at, but I, you know, it's still a good team. Swift, if he gets healthy, is going to be really nice. Um, Kamara has been great this year as always. Um, you know, probably won't get suspended. Although, did you see the leak of another angle on that, on that beating? No. Jesus. I can't believe he's playing. Like, really? I cannot believe So wait, another camera angle? Like you can actually watch him? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more to it. It's not good. Um. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. And he's, um, I'm noticing here he's got a lot of like double ups on teams, right? He's got Swift and Jamal Williams. He's got Alave and Kamara. Right. Right. So like, I've done that a lot in the past, and it's all almost always been a mistake having Adams and Jones or whatever. Seems really good, but then you're limiting your upside, and you're double you're doubling down on an offense. So even the Green Bay Packers, great offense, they have down weeks, and all of a sudden you get like single digit points from two guys on your team who are supposed to be studs. So that's really going to hurt him, honestly. And I'm probably telling him too much strategy here. I see he picked up Daryl Henderson. 
Am he did. Yeah, he just did it in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like seeing him on his team, and I didn't expect that. He did it this but. morning. So, yeah, he's got a playoff odds of 44% is mm-hmm. what it's listed there. But, again, I think that's probably mostly for the sixth slot. If I go look at the more the 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 breakdown tool a little bit more, where is he? Is this real life? Um, they're showing him as a chance of about, let's say, 8% for one of the top five slots. Um, and then a 10% chance at the sixth slot. So there, they have his, this tool has him at a total 18% chance at the playoffs. So they're much, will, much lower take on his, his chances. Right. There. But it, so this could probably, I think Sam's team probably brings up a great like look into this tool because it's not going to account for, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I assume it's not going to account for like players who have been struggling and are all of a sudden starting to do better and look like they're going to be performing. So for, it's just expert ratings of the rest of the season. Oh, potential. that's what they go off. That's, okay. So, and so then that, that would... gets built into, you know, they try and set a starting lineup for every week. This is how I assume the tool works. They try and build a starting lineup for every week. Okay. And then they rank just with like projections and rankings. Right. And then they rank those versus everybody else and build the total score. Well, so as far as looking at points for then I'll just stick to that. If, if we just look at his points for, and we use that to say, okay, he doesn't have a lot of points for, he's not a great team this year. He should sell. I'm just I, a couple things I want to point out. Like, there's he has some guys on his team that were doing terrible at the beginning of the year and who are starting to do really well, like George Kittle. Um, he also has Alvin Kamara who was doing really bad at the start. Uh, he just had like one of the best performances of the year last week, right? So that's the one kind of like um, sliver of hope, I guess I'll say, is adding Kyler to his team now and having these pieces that are starting to do better. I mean, Kyler and um, George Kittle as his starters, right? That's sure. almost as good as uh, the other one we were looking at. He's Kelsey I, Mahomes. Yeah, Olave was a great pick. So, you know, yeah. I, I like that as far as the team Tiger goes. Kittle. But, like, you, he's going to have to win. He's going to have to do well schedule wise. Yeah. And he's going to have to displace Brandon or Connor. Right. Like, that's how this is going to have to happen. Right. Um, and I he's shooting a shot. He's 200 he's points back it. on the points four race for sixth. Right. That is probably not going to happen. I think, like you Odds said, if, if there's one team that's going to fall out of the top five, it's Brandon. If there's one team that's going to go into the top five based on record and performance, it's probably Sam. It could be Sam. Yeah. It could be Sam. It would be a lot harder for Derek or me to go display somebody by record. Uh, and those the bottom three teams are pretty much sellers. With just a one-win difference, right? Or is Sam five wins or four? Sam is four. He's four and right. four currently. Right. So interesting. Uh, like that will be one of the storylines to watch across the second half this year. Yes. Um, I'm 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 fascinated by all the different things there. So number that brings us to number four with an 87 on the power rankings. That is hurt so good. Hurt so good. I, who is that? I don't even I don't even we, know these people. We must um, have skipped someone. Where's Derek on this list? Is he number eight? He he's up there. Oh my goodness! I apologize for jumping the gun here. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. Strong on the quarterback and flex positions. A little bit weaker there at wide receiver and uh, and running back uh, and tight end for for him. According, of course, to uh, Fantasy Pros. Yeah. So it hurts so good. We we have him with a playoff chance of. I'm doing a good job of putting these out there, right? So he's got a good record. He's third in the league right now. Playoff odds are 88%. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the breakdown on on his his chances here, 24% chance at a at a first-round slot, second-best chances at a first-round slot. So he's got over 50% at a buy, right? 
right really? now, according to this tool. He's wow. been scoring a ton. No really low odds that he's going to miss out. This tool has him at a 96% chance of making the playoffs. So, um, you Which, know, Hurts so good. That that team is good. Yeah. There, I like that is that is my take on it. There, you know, Hurts has been obviously amazing. Josh Jacobs, there's a value pick. I was going to say came out of nowhere. He probably has the two biggest value running back picks this year. Josh Sanders Jacobs and, and Miles Jacobs Sanders. have been just great. Yeah. Mike Evans is a solid player. Gets a little worse from there, but he's got Mixon like as well as a flex. I mean, right. his running back situation is just absolutely fantastic. Outside that, the team is not so great. Um, really fascinated to know what happens with TJ Hawkinson rest of the year. I totally. Like, and Taysom Hill. I mean, he you know he was the big winner of Taysom Hill. Cost him a lot of fab. It has definitely not paid off since then. I, capable of huge booms. Yeah. Right. Like just huge booms. But I, I, Winston's gonna come back. And I don't then, know. and then Taysom Hill will not be doing nearly as much. So one of my team names in my double quarterback league uh, was going to be Brokeback Winston, but <laughs> I decided it That's wasn't great. it wasn't a very good taste. Uh, but yeah, I was working on a nice team photo for that. That's nice. So I really like this team's chances moving forward. Um, I, I really do. It's really strong at running back. Um, really well secured too. He's got Kenneth Gainwell yeah. and uh, Samaj P. Ryan to back up mm-hmm. Mixon and, and Sanders. So, and what was that? Yeah, Josh Jacobs. As long as Jacobs and, and Sanders stay healthy, holy shit! Not a whole lot of depth. That's the thing. But like, yeah. if 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 this team stays healthy, it will be a tough out in the playoffs. Agreed. That he has two like really good low key receivers too. Uh, Jacoby Myers. And, Jacoby Myers um, has been low key pretty good. Brandon Ayuk too. Like both those guys have been. Low has key he? last couple weeks. I, I did not even realize. Well, and so he's got Debo Samuel as well, and it's been since Samuel's been out. Check out Ayuk, 24, 11, 17. Those are his last three weeks. God damn. So yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it's a good team. Um, yep. Could use some more depth, but I, I think we're in we're in the realm of good teams. I think for sure. Mm-hmm. Any other comments there? No. Uh, what did you say his playoff odds are? Uh, 96 on the one tool, 88 on the other. Okay. So nice. Yeah. So yeah, great team. This team's probably making the playoffs. Yes. And over 50% chance at a, at a buy by the one tool. So I guess the one last thing I'll say is one of my biggest regrets is not keeping Jalen hurts, even though he was for an eighth and I got to keep Gabe. Um, just, yeah, he took him in the fourth, which is where I kind of expected to maybe be able to pick him up, but I already had pits. Anyways, enough about me, but that's such a good such a good pick this year and I think quarterback is be like an early quarterback pick is becoming a better and better and better pick and especially this year I think most of us are aware of the abnormal quarterback scoring but it has been abnormal it it's been pretty wild this year the gap between the I think it's the top four quarterbacks and the and rest then, and then the the other eight yeah. QB ones is huge we've yeah. never had a year like that right will that continue though like is that just a one year anomaly that that's mm-hmm. the question um, so continue to move on here. Yeah. Um, so we have Saquanda forever. There um, they are. There, there is Derek here. So this is really interesting. He has he scored 108 fantasy points a week. He has playoff odds of 37%. When I go dig into that, um, you know Saquanda has they're they're showing him. So it's a it's an 18 and a half percent chance of making the six seed by record. So his chances by this tool are actually more like. It looks like about 17, 18% of hitting one of the top five spots by record. Um, so he still has a pretty decent shot. Pretty decent shot of making it by record. But he scored a lot of points. 
Um, he's he's scored eight hundred and sixty three points there, and he's three and five like me. Right. Um, what's interesting is is he scored almost exactly the same amount of points as he's had scored against him, um, but he's lost two times more. Yeah, so, so just he's winning big and the bad schedule luck situation. Narrow margin. So getting getting slaughtered by schedule luck here. I'm sure Derek agrees with me. What's um, interesting too is he's Saquon to forever, but he traded away Saquon. That's know, kind of right? a Got big it. blockbuster trade that we haven't discussed. But yeah, we haven't. I really. What was the deal? I can't so remember. So he traded Saquon exactly. away for two running backs, um, and I'm trying to remember which. I think it was Steve Ramondre Stevenson. It was Ramondre and um, was it was it Etienne? No, he already had him because he, he got him from ETN? you. Um, I can't remember. Singletary. So it was Singletary, Singletary. and Stevenson. That's right. And I mean Singletary, he's been pretty good. He was a monster in the playoffs last year, and yeah, I just remember that. I mean. Ramondre Stevenson has been great. I think he will continue to be great. I, I like mm-hmm. that pickup, but I still would rather have Saquon. Than both those guys, yeah. Both those guys. Right. I, like, I know and I know he talked about how he wanted to try and build some depth on his team, but woof, I, I don't know. Uh, but he picked up CeeDee Lamb here. I think that's yeah. really going to help him out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now he's starting some, some one-week flyers like Josh Palmer, Palmer who I think is going to have a really good week. Like, yeah. um, but Lazard but, probably won't actually play. Yeah. And Andrews might not, so he this needs kid, to get some guys in. Yeah, the CD's on. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. He'll probably play Khalil Herbert. Be my guess. Right. Maybe, Kenny Drake could. I think he's going to have a good one week show yeah. here. So he's got a couple of good one week options, but mm-hmm. um, you know, scored a lot of points. But I mean, Lamar has been fantastic. AJ Brown, um, way better than I expected. I, he's he's been a really good pickup there. Of course, yes. I made the wrong call. We'll talk about it right here. I made the wrong call on Acres versus Etn. It was coin flip for me. Um, really wish I'd kept ETN and, and traded Acres away instead, which I had plenty of offers for. Mm-hmm. But you know, oh well. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I thought Acres had a, a better chance at an established role, which did prove to be true. Yep. Um, but ETN has taken over as as time has gone on here, so it was a good job by Derek picking him up, um, much to to my chagrin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Derek uh, Derek's an interesting spot. He's got to either beat me for the sixth seed. Or he's got to displace somebody by record. Mm-hmm. So he's got to win some games. If he gets yeah. hurt by schedule luck here, it could be rough. Fun and, fact. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, fun fact about his team, he has spent the most fab this year. And this is his first year in the league, so I'm I'm very happy to see that. That's yeah, good job. a great sign. He's spent $919. He has $81 <laughs> left. Um, we call that pulling a trumbo around here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's being smart. I you know, he's I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's wasted some money here and there, but he is trying. It's not for lack of trying, that's for sure. No, he's 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 put together a good team off the waiver wire. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um, a lot's going to depend on Andrews and Lamar. Yeah. He needs that stack to come through for him yeah. pretty consistently. And they have not been consistent, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, they started the year just incredibly, but yeah. yeah. Yep. So that, that will be probably the other storyline to watch. I, I think, will Derek Derek and Sam be able to displace one or both of Connor and Brandon? Right. Like, I think that's really kind of the or interesting. Beat thing. Or beat me for six. Or beat me for six. Right. Which that's I, funny. I, Your storyline is all about points for the most part. Like, that's what I was <laughs> joking others. about in the league. I was yeah. like, I don't even really care about record at this point. I could care less. It's yeah. just score points. <laughs> It's just score points. I liked when we were talking. Um, I was, I said something about a record, and you're like, "Wait, you guys care about record in this?" Yeah, <laughs> just stealing uh, Elliot's joke. That's that's me. Yeah. Um. And then so number two is me. Um, <laughs> Who makes these power rankings? Fantasy Pros does, not me. <laughs> um. 
Number two is me. I've been in the top two for most of the year. They just, you know, they they always love the way that I focus on running backs and wide receivers. I don't know if it works out to success, um, but uh, but yeah. So at a at a ninety eight, there's there's me up there. I don't know. Um, they have my playoff odds at forty three percent. I'm averaging one hundred and eighteen points a week. Um, it's pretty of good. course some of that some of that from a big blow up week last week, but I it, it's a lot. I feel really good about my team, especially with Dak looking good again. That was kind of the big hole that I was worried about. The Gerald Everett, I am confident in my ability to draft or conjure tight end value on the wire. It right. has worked out so well for me on all of my best teams in this league. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not going to go after a, a good value on tight end in some other place. But Gerald Everett has worked out. Darren Waller worked out for me way back in the day. Um, I've had a lot of those those kind of late round tight ends that that. I've identified and, and I feel like I can consistently you, predict them and, and do well with them. And that, that's been phenomenal. I'm really happy about that. Between your comments and the draft and then seeing what happened with the two teams where I tried to go early on a quarterback or a tight end, I, I've like solidified my philosophy because historically I've not gone after tight ends early. I always go get them late, confident in my ability, like you just said, to find them, to listen to the right guys who point out, oh, look, they're getting this many targets. They're they're blocking this off and they're running this often or running routes this often. Like they're a prime candidate. I, f- I feel like it's a lot easier to spot a tight end breakout, even if there's like 10 guys that fit the mold and only three of them break out or whatever a year. It's still, it's almost easier to find those guys than it is to draft Kelsey between Andrews, Kelsey and, and Pitts. You know, it's like, that's a one in three chance. You almost have a better chance looking for these late guys. And then you don't have this, this, massive draft uh sunk cost of of the round value so i'm with you man that's such it's Gerald a Everett way of picking up such value. a good tight end this year to but have. I, i'm not scared of drafting tight ends anywhere i'm just right. looking for value right I, i'm never going to reach for a tight end that doesn't you know like again i picked up gronk but that was a mid-second pick that i picked up gronk i think that year right where he was supposed to be a he was supposed to be a first round i'm always looking for value i think right. that i can identify value at tight end and so that's worked Definitely. out really well this year and I'm I'm really happy to shore that up with the Muth that your dad inexplicably dropped. Yeah, I don't understand sure that at all. Um, so I'm I'm really happy to scoop that up there. I, look, I've got three wide receiver ones rest of season with with Sun God, Waddle, and Jefferson. I've got two RB ones with Pierce and McCaffrey. Um, I've got some good death pieces at running back with Robinson and Pollard um, that have upside as well. And then um, you know my DJ Moore. Oh man, he could be. Thank God I held on to that. I almost dropped him a few times, but yeah. he's looking really good rest of the season with McCaffrey gone. That McCaffrey trade around. could really end up working out positively on a number of ways um, for this team. Well, so. you talked about cursed locker rooms. That has been a cursed locker room well, for man. running back health. They so. fired Rule, right? Yeah, like he's gone. Your... Like, well, yeah, but I'm saying San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco yeah. gets injuries galore. Yeah, they do. That they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel I feel really good about it. I would have liked to have uh, to won the bidding war for uh, for uh, Mr. Henry, but uh, you know I think that would I, I still ridiculous. feel I still feel pretty good about it. And uh, so yeah, we'll see. Hopefully Dak can put together some good performances here. Um, hopefully Trevor Lawrence has a good week this week. But no, I, I feel really good. And so I feel like this this year has been a little different for me because I think I've always just personally tended towards safer picks like. I think a really good example of this is last year. I, I chose Higgins over Chase. 
um, in like that was like the fifth or sixth round that I, I had to make that decision. And it's not that Higgins is a bad player, but I did it because he was safe. And I've been trying to mature my philosophy where I'm chasing upside, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like even though I had a number of like horrible misses mm-hmm. in the draft, horrible misses, I was okay with that. I was trying to do that, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was looking for huge upside guys. So I'm not bummed about Allen Robinson, who has been one of the worst busts in the in the top three rounds or so. Um, you dropped him, right? I dropped him. He's over on Elliott's team now. Um, yeah. Nice roster bomb there. Roster bomb, baby. Um, I'm not sad about it. Yeah. I'm not sad about it. Because he could have been great. He wasn't. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, Those guys are fine because you move on from them. It's the guys that linger on your team that really kill you. It's it, Or, you know, choosing wrong between Akers and ETN. You know, I, whatever. I use that draft pick to go draft Damian Pierce. Who's been an RB one and might be even better down the stretch, um, I, you know, just going for upside and trying to get guys that are RB, that are going to end up being RB ones and wide receiver ones a little bit more than I have been. I think most people are better at this than me. This isn't like some big strategy bomb that I'm giving everybody in the league here. Every, everybody's better at this than me, but I think this year is probably the first year that I've ever really gotten where I should be in terms of risk profile at, from a draft perspective. Right. And uh, I feel really good about it. It's, it's yeah. A lot of things have not worked out at all, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel I feel okay about it. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Just nice. a, no one cares, but yeah. um, that's how I feel about my team. Yeah, your team does look good. It's I mean, it's missing a little bit of running back depth, I'd say. I, you said you're happy with your depth, but I feel like you're one injury away from not being super happy with your running backs, but... You certainly make up for that with stud wide receivers. I mean, everybody's that way with running back. Right. I mean, even, you know, I would say probably the, the depthiest. Who, who, Mine's now the depthiest, probably. Probably, maybe. Um, you know, who who, or, who are we uh, just Derek. talking about? Yeah, did Derek's Derek just have, deep. he had Mixon and ETN and. No, you're mixing up teams. He had yeah, ETN, Stevenson, Singletary. Few others, and then Elliot, I think, is pretty deep. Or no, no, it was uh, Stevenson, ETN, and say, oh yeah, right, right. And then EA Sports had a pretty deep team. Everybody, if you lose a running back, you lose a top running back, you're you're bound to. You're usually toast. Yeah, yeah, you're usually toast. So let's moving on to our final team here. Thanks for everybody who's staying with us, Elliot. You're finally up. Your team has been beloved um, by by fantasy pros all the way through here. So you have the hundred percent ranking from these guys here. you know, it, the team looks good. Uh, apologies if you can hear my kids yelling in the background, but they're they're very excited. Um, oh, uh, my it's my in laws have arrived okay. with their dog. Like, That's that, what's I heard a dog footsteps upstairs. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. If you guys can hear that, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tweaks and Clyde here. Tweaks and Clyde looks pretty good. 115 fantasy points a week. I mean, just awesome. 96% playoff odds. If we go over to the uh, to the the tool that breaks it down by by a projected slot, a seventy four percent chance at a buy for uh, for Elliot. I think his team is definitely one of the best in the league. Has a really really good chance of winning winning the ship. Um, Josh Allen, big part of that, and he's the one who, who the ben, uh, the benefactor of that Saquon trade. So he he's had an underperforming Jonathan Taylor, who's on his IR right now. But he just got Saquon, so if JT comes back in the playoffs, he's gonna have Saquon and JT as a starting running backs. So that's gonna be insane. I'm Mostert. What a great you know. There's a value, there's a value pickup off the waiver wire. Nobody drafted Raheem Mostert. Right. That's been one of the big, not a keeper value, but I mean a great pickup for this year as long as it continues. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, been been putting together some really good waiver wire performances here, scoring a lot of points. We'll see if there it's 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 a little low on depth. I am not not in love with the depth profile here, especially at wide receiver. Yeah. Um. But you know, so there could be some weakness, but I, I it's just impossible to see him dropping out of the top four. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think the team is just too darn good, and I, I you know, Saquon. I, I think that was a really really good pickup, mm-hmm. and then you combine that with um, you know, he's 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 got. Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams starting as, as his top two. I mean, all right, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that for his four potential, you know, two best running backs, two best wide receivers, I don't think anyone's better than him in the league. If nope. everyone's healthy. Nope. He's looking You're pretty, pretty close dark. though, actually. You got McCaffrey, Damien Pierce, and then Waddle Amon Ra. That's, that's or, not sorry, bad. I didn't even mention Jefferson. It's not bad. <laughs> Jefferson and Amon Ra. It's not bad. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Fantasy Pros has him number one in running back, number two in wide receiver, uh, fifth at flex. I mean, and then number one, number in one quarterback. quarterback. He's got Josh quarterback. I mean, you could do worse. Yeah, this is this good. is a very very good team. Um, I think the favorite to win. Um, Did he keep Josh Allen or draft him? I don't remember. I'll check. I uh, you, yeah, you can look at the history very easily on there, can't you? Or at least uh, on the on app the you can. Yeah. <laughs> on the app you can. Yeah. Um, the website's been a little neglected. Yeah. Uh, but that ain't that. You know, I continue to have a guy over there in product management that I speak to, and he just the engagement through the website versus the app. It's shocking. It's over eighty percent of interactions are on the app versus the website. Oh uh, well, that makes sense. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I mean, I don't crazy. blame them for investing in the app way more. Right. Agreed. And it's just it's such a better format to use like oh yeah it's so much more seamless oh yeah because they put the energy into it but it's true know. oh yeah and reminder for everybody they just turned on that i don't know whatever that is d-a-d-p or, or whatever they're calling it on um, that clutters up the matchup and team uis you can turn that off um if you in the app if you it's a little hard to find if you you tap on the menu the three lines for the menu and then on your profile picture and then you go to where is it um, I believe it's system settings. Yeah. And then you can turn off over under stats, the daily draft stats. Um, and, and it just declutters that significantly. Highly recommended. Nice. That's a good tip. Yep. Sleeper settings. What's fun about sleepers every year when I'm like firing up the league again, I go into like league settings and there's always new ones. There's like new potential settings that I could change and, Make cool. the league potentially more interesting. Yeah, and they literally don't have anything like that with the other platforms. Like they they stayed the same for ten to fifteen years. So speaking of commission stuff, uh, just to wrap up the podcast here, a couple yeah. things here. So one one would be if Fraser and I talked about this beforehand, but the league that I commission just had some serious drama go down. This is probably something to mention because it could happen in this league. When you have trades set to go through instantaneously on Sleeper, something crazy happened that I can't believe the platform works this way. Um, so, uh, somebody traded on Friday, uh, AJ Brown, who had already played on Thursday, traded AJ Brown and somebody else for Kelsey. It's fine trade. Um, but the trade went through immediately, but the guy who traded AJ Brown kept the points Mm -hmm. and got to start Kelsey. Um, and so that was really, that was not how anybody expected it to go down. Every platform 
when a player has already played, usually delays, just lets the trade go through, but says this trade will take effect on Tuesday. And that's not how sleeper functions. So I'm, I'm still thinking about how I want to like formalize the response to it. We worked it out in our league just fine. We just said, hey, the trade, you know, everybody's shook on the trade. We'll just we'll just reverse it for now and then have it go through on Tuesday. But that's weird. Yeah, that's unless both players know th- that this is the functionality and they agree on it. Because then it's like, hey, I'm going to get seven weeks of AJ Brown. You're going to get, or I mean, I'm going to get the 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 extra week of AJ Brown or whatever, and still get seven weeks instead of six of Kelsey. It's like if that's worked in your trade, the understanding of like, oh no, he's getting one extra week of this player to of both players. But that's obviously usually not the understanding and not what either expected. I, I certainly did not expect it as commission either. So, yeah, right. the players did. Uh, I you know Huge credit to the, the guy that was taking that was going to get the advantage from the trade. He was like, that's not what I expected. No, whatever whatever we need to do to make this this happen. He was, he was a real good sport about it. And I'd probably follow that same action. I, I mean, if both managers agreed with it. So Yeah, I was going to, if there was disagreement... Mind. Because I was playing one of the players, so it had it had impact on me as the commission. I was right. Uh, hopefully, again, I'd be I'd hope that I would be able to divorce myself from the situation. But just for the no appearance of impropriety, I uh, I was going to take it to the Reddit commission form mm-hmm. and have a poll on it and see what and have that be what we all agreed to. Yeah. Um, so. Interesting. I've never heard of that yet. Like it seems like it's almost more likely to happen just a trade between like Thursday and Sunday that involves a Thursday player, right? There's just not a lot of trades that happen on Fridays or Saturdays. Usually the trades are happening yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday around yeah. waiver wire action. You know, people are getting their lineup set for the week. So it's late late trades in the week are unusual and it's unusual that you're that really good players are playing on Thursday that are a part of that sort of thing. So Right. Yeah, a couple yeah. things working against it. But that's a good good one to keep in mind. And then so you keep kicking around whether there's gonna be a third keeper. Are are you have you made a ruling on that? Whether no, you're gonna but, do it or not. So this year I uh, joined Kyle's keeper league that mm-hmm. he runs, and there's four keepers in it, and it's there's no like round limit, and it's all like round value minus one, keep a player twice, that's it. So somewhat similar rules, but I've gotten to see kind of what it looks like when there are no bounds put on it. You know, you could keep a guy with your third, fourth, fifth, and sixth pick, right? Because you can keep four guys, um, and it felt about the same as our draft feels like very slim pickings at the start. And then eventually it catches up where it's a, it's a regular draft again. So, you know, I was pretty gung ho on it for years. Then a couple years ago, I just decided, uh, I'm sick of making changes and having people be upset about them. And then having me be upset about people being upset or just, yeah. Well, it's been a lot easier without, yeah, you know, that's a certain brother and sister in the league. That's what I've realized in the last year. It's like, Oh, no, everyone's pretty chill. It's really just those two who are little fucking shits. And um, that makes sense. So I, I'm i leaning towards putting it back on the table because it, it also works out really well for, you know, third, you know, rule of thirds, just having one through five, six through 10, 11 through 15, essentially. It might go nicely with the super flex change, too, to add some more juice to the pool. Right. Um, and there'll be probably two roster spots added, so two rounds of... Right, because we have to, we would have to add another roster, not two roster spots, sorry, but two like team spots because we'd add a another roster spot, which would be a super flex, mm-hmm. and I feel like we'd need to increase the bench from five to at least six. So that'd be two right there. One yeah. more bench, one more starter. 
Um, now the now the draft is sixteen rounds instead of um, fourteen, right? So right. So I think that might cater well to it too. So I'm I'm still still with it, but it's also confusing, right? With our plan now, if you're in the league and paying attention, you know this. But for those listening, we did a little vote at the beginning of the year. How do you feel about Superflex? How do you feel about auction draft? I'm actually pretty shocked by it. We had one, uh, I think it was Elliot. He didn't like the idea of Superflex. I, I've, I plan to follow up with him, see what that's about. I'm guessing he's just like, holy shit, I'm a new dad. I don't have time to research a Superflex. I like things the way they are. And we'll see if that's the case. But everyone else voted yes for Superflex. Everyone voted yes for auction. So the interest is high. The plan is official. We're going, we're going to do our first auction draft in 2024. Wow. Now, with doing that, it... I either need to create some algorithm to translate round value to like dollar keep value for players. And there's lots of possibility to do that wrong and make mistakes and give players advantages or lack of advantages with keeping their players. So it, it's still a question in the air of like, do we reset all keepers in the year 2024 or, and do we do auction draft every year moving forward? If that's the case, then we have some sort of keeper rules in place for like, okay, let's say we make it three keepers. There's some way to calculate how much uh, money they cost based on the previous year and how much was paid, etc. So like that all seems easy enough. What's the, the kind of the question in the air, like I'm saying, is what do we do in 2024 with keepers? And so since there's that question in the air, I'm not planning on changing that. Like mm. certainly there's not going to be three keepers next year. There's just going to be the two, the way we've been doing it. And there will definitely not be quarterback keepers in 2024. And it's just a question of do we try to translate the other keepers to possible keepers. I'm kind of leaning towards just getting rid of keepers entirely for one year. but Just a clean slate wiped. Clean We're slate. changing so many other things yeah. in the league. Probably the interesting piece of that would also be consider moratorium on draft pick trading. Because how do you trade right. draft picks? Well, that's the other thing. is It hasn't come up yet, but that brings up this perfect... You'd segue into it perfectly. I haven't seen anyone trade a, try to trade a 2024 draft pick yet, but the, the app will allow you to do it. And I, I should really change the settings so it can't. I'll probably do that uh, after this, but I was going to override probably any trade that does that because there are no rounds in 2024. Right? I, I like the idea. It, it does some interesting things for 2023. Like it'll be a very different year. Um, I, I like right, the you idea. Can't of, trade. Right? Yeah. It, like moratorium on draft pick trading. Um, you know, keepers reset. Like no one will be kept in 2024. I love that idea. Right. Because it changes, like, it, it's this big kind of. I like having to try and parse the new market of the league for the different changes and things. And uh, I think that would be awesome. To have a little reset. And, it. and it's going to be totally bizarre to try and. You know, a, a huge amount of effort as well to try and make keepers straddle an auction divide. Try That's and make draft point. pick trading. That's a lot of work. It's a <laughs> lot of work. The one thing I'll say, um, though, is just even this decision, this is why we have to make decisions so far in advance. Right. Just this little decision here kind of changes what you want to do this week. Right. For like teams like uh, Bacas and, and Fosters, where it's like, I mean, Kyle already made his choices, but sure. probably good choices that he's beefing up his 2023 draft because that'll be the last snake draft well i think everybody watched i i've made i think two trades in which i acquired multiple like two years out of picks and everybody 
Everybody on the other end of those trades hated it. <laughs> yes, right. So no one wants to do that again. No one has been willing to trade more than one year out since um, then. Since then. Since so, Ryan's three-year Ryan did round. a big long one, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Nathan traded with me once, and somebody else did too, I think. Right. Sam picked up that team and has had to live with it. I was going to um, say, Nathan never had to live with any of that, but yeah. Again, not. Again, I still advocate for when people trade out multiple years, they pay. They should have to pay their dues out that far. And that is the rule now. Yeah. So, okay. um, but um, we haven't had to deal with that yet. Right. Right. So, of course, a lot of people traded picks for next year, and I didn't think about that. They owe me money. I think. I think we have a pretty good group here. I think we're solid. Yeah. This uh, this really... league continues to be just awesome. Love the engagement. Agreed. You know, Connor. Connor. He was just mentioning this to me. I saw him. I can't remember where I saw him, but he was just like the engagement level is just so high. Yeah. It's greatly. So. Yeah, we have, and I, you know, Derek, Sam, Eric, all great mm-hmm. newcomers to the league. Brandon's um, been coming around too the last couple of years. I feel like he wasn't active enough the first couple, but and maybe even still, I think Brandon, if you're listening, you could be a little more active. But you are starting to make pickups, and at least you know. Oh, he's been he's been very engaged. Yeah. He's not sitting there with you know nine hundred dollars of fab or a thousand dollars of fab right. like he he did some years. Right. So he's into it. He's into it. Yeah. You can and tell. I, you know, Melissa, I, I remember she was always a good league member to have, but I, when I'd look at the end of the year, she'd have like $990 of fat almost She was year. scared. She'd she, never spend money. Well, and that's why she, that's ultimately why her and Nathan left is because they were just, they hated fab. Oh, they hated really? it, right? Like, I do remember that, they, they were that the was, ones that was what it. led to it. They hated it. And then when you made the change to where the, the continuous waivers thing and oh, they yeah. couldn't just make free agent pickups. Right. They were furious. Right. Like, that and it was, they yeah. wanted to see that plus button, not the the W, the green plus. I do. It does. You know, I do hate on Thursday. You know, some late breaking news or something like that, and you can't. That I, that has happened to me once or twice, and I'm like, ah, oh, come on, like, yeah. but yeah, it happened this week where because uh, Brandon Cooks was announced out. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe Nico Collins. Oh, but he's out too. Sorry, uh, whoever the third Philip Dorsett. Yeah. So I actually. And I like having that um, open Saturday and Sunday. I was also opposed sure. to that, right? I was like, no, just Sunday and not. No, that's worked out great. I think it's actually nice to have, like you did this morning with Fryermuth. You're sure. like, oh shit, green plus. I can just add him right. Well, on I was my team. well planned. I've been sitting here crossing my fingers that he would still be there if I if I missed on mm-hmm. on uh, acquiring Henry. That was always the planned move. Yeah. But I didn't. I wanted to wait until Curtis Samuel would have. You know, there would be not. Like a full waiver wire action on Curtis Samuel. I felt like that was the right thing for the league. So Yeah. He made yeah. it that way. And I, I agree with you. I like where this league's at. I like the state of things. I like the engagement. I like the league members. Like I think we're in a good place. I think we'll have a lot of fun when we get together in Vegas in twenty twenty four and Yeah. That Colorado is the plan or, still. Like yeah. yeah. We're gonna do a destination draft. Sweet. Everyone's obviously invited and we're gonna do you know, plan it well in advance where we can secure flights and hotels real cheap. Yep. And maybe try to do it in Colorado, where we already have a lot of houses and people here. Um, what do you mean? Oh, for net for twenty twenty three? Yeah, yeah. Because then, like, yeah. you know, we could we could host it somewhere in Colorado and have people come out here, do a big Airbnb or something. But or people can stay at my house, things like that. Yeah, we should try. And, we, I wonder if we could get a discount if we booked it this far in advance. Yeah, um, for like, like, a, like a can you even do that? A year and a half out. I was. We were there. I was there for a bachelor party a couple of years ago, and uh, we. Yeah, the, the the older brother of the of the groom like booked it was like a nook. It wasn't a, a room, it was like a nook at the tilted kilt for us to just 
bet on football and watch college football and pro football like all day and uh and then you know party at night and it was it was a blast and uh and like i was like brian how much does this cost and he was like it was nothing it was nothing because i hit it in advance like i booked this table and all they did was like they said okay well there's this minimum on the tab and we need a hundred dollar deposit it's like what like so so let's do that i mean let's let's plan something and i like the idea of doing vegas even though no one lives there because it's cheap for everybody it's cheap for everyone to get there it's cheap for everybody to get there if a lot of people are flying like kyle and and derek flying from uh canada to get here it's like us coloradoans can fly to vegas right right so love the idea i also think it's interesting to think of what the prize will be for seventh place in Next year, right? Because it's going to go to the auction draft. You can't get first overall pick. Oh, that's interesting. So I think here's what it should be. You just inspired me when I hear that. Like, I think we should do a fun competition all together, kind of like they do in the league, to oh, figure no. out who ends up. Not something as random and stupid, like whoever gets new security first. But do something where it's like, no, 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 we're going to compete in this event, and the winner will get, you know, based on our ranking, that will determine. Oh, well, well there's no draft order, though, I guess. So there's I mean... nothing to even discuss. Fuck. It could be, uh, you know, I don't something. know, some some extra draft budget? Five like, more dollars or something? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something to think about. Ah, damn it. Everybody who's listening on the league, you know, post something in league chat. If you're still with us, God help you. Um, well, we don't have to pick draft order, though, for 2024. It's just everyone gets a budget. So right. there's like, just going to be no prize. Maybe. Or like an extra $5 fab or something like that. Yeah. So We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Everyone save that date in your calendars. Wednesday, well, it'll be like the weekend before, probably. The first week. Yeah, aim for a weekend. Yeah. That's a good idea. So. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for hanging with us here as we have another 90-minute podcast or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. Um, yeah, let's go make sure Trumbo's kids are okay upstairs. I, I think I think my wife is back, so it should be okay. Okay. Yeah, we're at an hour and a half. Yeah. Well done. That's where we usually land. Yep. So. All well, right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Fraser. Good night. See you.